Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or the Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. And when I say 24-7, we literally talk 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it is free to join. Now let's talk about some crypto. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you all are doing well. It is just me today. Uh, I think it's time to give Joey a day off. Joey has been hammering out some, um, some podcasts for you guys and keeping you guys all up to date. Amran is in his travels. Luckily, he was able to jump on um, today's, this morning's uh, podcast. So it was good to see. Good to see all the boys back together, right? Um, now, Nick, Chris joined us also. It was fantastic having them on. And of course, obviously, Crypto Boys joined us too. So uh, it's been great. It was a great morning. Everybody was kind of back together doing their thing. Uh, but we didn't really get a chance to touch on the market. So I wanted to throw together something uh, for you guys to, to look at and maybe drop some, uh, some news articles and have a quick chat about some of the stuff because um, there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot going on in the um, stock space. Uh, as far as Jerome Powell last week, um, I do think that we are in for uh, a little bit of volatility here in September. You know, obviously September is traditionally a, a downward month. Um, but yeah, market overview. Let's go through it real quick. Uh, currently, at time of recording, there is almost 21,000 cryptos, which is, I think is just absolutely insane. Uh, global crypto market cap is just uh, just short of a trillion, so it's at 980 billion. Today it's had a little bit of a pump, 1.5 percent increase over the last day. Bitcoin finally making a little tiny move up; it's just over 20k. Ethereum's over 1500 bucks. Uh, most of the market is green today, um, which is great, except for Avalanche, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. Uh, shoot, Uniswap's moved up in top 20. Uh, as I scroll down the list here. Flow is having a great day, up 8%. Uh, another project that we've covered here uh, on the podcast before and Cheeky Crypto has talked about. Quant is up 4.5%, which is amazing. We did a great AMA today with uh, Chris and Nick, which if you guys, don't, if you guys aren't part of the Patreon uh, or the Discord, we do an AMA uh, every Monday and Friday. It goes through technical analysis on certain coins, certain projects. Uh, for about an hour, sometimes Friday, we're on there for like two hours, uh, just talking about projects, getting TA on them, you know, really trying to figure out where the bottom of this bear market's going to be. Um, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, I, I cannot describe to you guys how much, how much it has helped me with my portfolio, being able to build it, build bigger positions uh, based off of Nick's TA and Chris's calls on certain projects, you know, it's not a shill when you believe in it, right? Like I really, truly believe, I mean, it's over 4,000 people in the Discord. So obviously we're doing something right here at Cheeky Crypto and Chris and Nick have really done a, done a fantastic job with the, um, with the overall you know, Discord space. And uh, the AMAs are just amazing. I mean, it's worth the money that you spend for the membership. So um, definitely something for you guys to look into if you're not a part of it yet. Uh, I would definitely look into it. The trader tier has also been great. Joey's been putting out a, a lot of trades. Uh, and Nick is still involved with that. We got TA guys. This is why I say literally it's 24-7. We got TA guys uh, in Europe. We got TA guys in the States. 
We got moderators in the States. We got moderators in Europe. So we're literally on there 24 seven. So whatever time zone you're in, we're on there. We're talking crypto. We're answering questions. Uh, we're really trying to help uh, newcomers to the space, really try to navigate the space. So uh, it's been great. A lot of the projects that uh, Chris has been calling out have really been doing great. Um, Fedora uh, is in a great position right now, uh, I think, to uh, start accumulating. Uh, I have been building a hefty position in Fedora. Uh, I've also been building a hefty position in Polyswarm, which uh, Joey and I did a podcast on Polyswarm. Uh, I think Imran was also there too. It was on security coins. Um, so Discord is just where it's at. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's so much information that you guys can learn in there that, you know, even as far as, you know, learning about Elliott Wave Theory and why Nick uses it and uh, all of that. So anyways, enough shilling. <laughs> uh, but let's get back into the market overview. Uh, yeah, I mean, most, most things are green today, uh, which is kind of expected after the big dump on Friday. Uh, the Dow losing what it did. There's some projects on here I've never even heard of. Uh, Synthetics is up 7%. Never heard of that. Maybe, maybe one we look into. Um, Clayton. Clayton's down 2%, but I think Clayton uh, is a new project that's just been pumping. You know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's 35 million in 24 hour trading volume for Clayton. And it's a project that I've never really heard a ton about. Uh, I know uh, Joey and I discussed it the other day because uh, I think we heard about it through the Crypto Boys, but uh, definitely a project worth looking into. I think DeFi Kingdoms actually just moved over to Clayton, uh, which was formerly on Harmony One. Um, still don't know what's going on with Harmony One. It's just not much to talk about with Harmony One ever since the proposal got denied and or they decided to change routes or whatever. So I don't really know a ton that's going on with Harmony right now. I personally will not be getting involved with Harmony. Uh, I just think that a lot of their um, core people are starting to actually go over to Fendora, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I do think that there are some people that are moving over uh, from Harmony over to Fendora. Um, but yeah, top, top 100 looks good. A couple pumps here and there, but overall, it's just green day. Uh, more green than red. Um, but let's get into a couple of uh, news articles that I found today. One of the most important ones that I think I should really start with is just the U.S. dollar. Um, the U.S. dollar hit a 20-year high this week, uh, roughly around 109.47, uh, according to this article. Basically, it says a key accompaniment to uh, upheaval in equities remains the strength of the U.S. dollar. Classic inversely correlated relationship, dollar performance versus risk assets is in the spotlight, uh, making new 20-year highs. Um, at the time of this uh, writing, yada, yada, yada. Let's see if uh, this is Raul Paul says this. If the dollar keeps going, it's going to really break things. It has literally gone parabolic. Uh, parabolic is a great word for this, right? Like we saw it kind of do a retracement um, back down to about 105-ish, I think. But I mean, fastly approaching 110. You know, Joe, Joey has said in the past, I think he and I had this discussion of, where could the DXY go? I mean, there's, there's potential for it to go to 100, 120, um, uh, which would just be, I think, I think it could close in around that 120 spot with, if Bitcoin gets down to that 14, 15K region. Um, but then I think it does reverse when Bitcoin decides to crab walk its way back into a bull market. Um, but definitely not good overall. I mean, uh, it says the dollar surge likewise 
uh, spelled pain for major fiat currencies, notably the euro, which swiftly headed back uh, below parity with the greenback uh, into August uh, 29th. The European Central Bank, along with the Bank of Japan, has been reluctant to uh, instigate the same bill of rate hikes as the Fed, leading to inflation continuing to climb over the summer. Um, I don't think that, I don't think inflation is done. I think the, I think the stocks, the stock market is um, optimistic as far as thinking that the Fed is done with their rate hikes. Uh, what I think possibly could happen in September is everybody's priced in a 50 point base, uh, 50, 50 basis points. Um, and I think that uh, it's probably going to end up being 75. I think they're going to do it again. Uh, we got numbers coming up soon. Jobs report, I think, is in the next week or so. I uh, probably should have had all this beforehand. but uh, And then CPI numbers comes out in like two or three weeks. So we'll have an idea. I think they're waiting to see those numbers before they put anything concrete out. Um, but look, volatile market, we've been calling it. We've, we've said it's going to go down. Um, I do think that we're going to continue to go down. Nothing, nothing in the stocks and nothing in crypto looks bullish, in my, in my opinion. There are some good news articles, you know, which is great for cryptocurrency, um, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit is, you know, some VeChain news. Um, but yeah, I think the DXY is something to pay attention to. I know Nick said that uh, on the podcast this morning, I, I was talking to Nick, you know, does he follow any stocks? And he said the only thing he follows that correlates with, uh, you know, digital assets like Bitcoin would be the DXY because um, there is a pretty decent correlation with the DXY and Bitcoin um, as far as when the when DXY goes down, Bitcoin tends to go up. When the DXY goes up, Bitcoin typically goes down. And that's kind of what happened on Friday. The Dixie DXY um, started going up and Bitcoin started dumping. I think another thing on Friday was there was a lot of options that expired, um, which, you know, if people don't renew those options or they let it just kind of fall off, then that kind of helps with a dump. Uh, so yeah, pay attention to the DXY. I think it's something that we all need to kind of pay attention to and keep our eye on. Um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Can 120 come in? Probably so. I, I, I think that it will. I think Joey's mindset of thinking 120, uh, is, uh, is, is, uh, going to happen. And, and, and that's my opinion. Next little thing I wanted to talk about uh, is FTX Sam Bankman. So apparently it had come out that FTX was, was possibly planning to acquire uh, Hoibi, which is H-U-O-B-I. Um, now, this had come out, I'm pretty sure this came out last week. So it says FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said in tweet Monday morning, the crypto exchange had no plans to acquire Hoibi. Hoibi is one of the world's largest crypto exchanges with a daily trading volume of over a billion dollars. Um, now, when he put this post, when he put this tweet out, Hoibi tanked by six percent, which you know we obviously that's probably not a good thing. But do they really need to be bought out? I'm not sure. Um, says speculation had been growing that FTX, which has extended financial lifelines to several troubled crypto companies including exchange BlockFi and lender Voyager Digital and could eventually acquire both firms. Was planning to acquire the, um, I don't even know how to pronounce that, uh, Se 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 Seychelles-based Hoibi. 
so essentially, I think they were saying that FTX was considering uh, buying BlockFi and Voyager, um, which then had something to do with Hoibi. Um, it says in mid-August, Bloomberg reported that FTX had held preliminary talks with Hoibi founder Leon Lee to buy a majority stake in Hoibi that would value the firm at $3 billion or more. The report said that a deal could be completed as soon as the end of this month and that Justin Sun, founder of the Tron blockchain network, was also interested in bidding on the stake. Sun denied any interest in the tweet. This is the problem with crypto is it's not regulated and people can say what they want and put out what they want. And I'm going to get into this topic here in a second when we talk about avalanche. Cryptocurrencies and businesses, I mean, it's kind of a dirty play, right? Like people just putting out tweets because they know they can manipulate the market. It's almost criminal knowing that you can put out a tweet and it's going to sway the market one way or the other. For instance, if Elon Musk wanted Dogecoin to rocket ship, he could say anything that has the tweet Dogecoin in it. Now, do we think that that's fair? I, I would consider that almost like uh, stock manipulation or digital asset manipulation because obviously he holds Dogecoin, right? So this is something that, that, that we really need to keep an eye on and that you and I as retail investors need to pay attention to is when people are putting out articles or maybe there's a whistleblower that comes out and says something, what is the validity of that tweet or of that statement? It's something you need to pay attention to. You need to dig into, you know, see if it's just one person that maybe tweeted it or is it multiple people? Is it coming from a, um, say, a newspaper or like a, something like a, a coin desk or a coin telegraph or, you know, something along those lines that maybe that it does have a little validity to it, right? Uh, this also goes on to say earlier this year, FTX bought Japanese exchange Liquid and also agreed to acquire Canadian trading platform Bitvo. FTX was also reported to be interested in acquiring no-fee trading app Robinhood, but Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev said in early August he liked his company as a standalone firm. Hoibi's native token, HT, declined about 6% following Bankman-Fried's tweet. Now, was that something that Bankman-Fried wanted to happen? Did he maybe assume that by putting his tweet out, maybe that people would dump it? And then he has more leverage to buy the company. Potentially, who knows? And that's the problem these days is you're like, who knows? Who are like putting in a bid for BlockVi and putting in a bid for Voyager or trying to buy Celsius? Are they really trying to do that? These are things I want you guys to like really sit back and think about. Because as, as doing a podcast and bringing up news articles and things like that, as I'm reading these things, I do these things on the whim, right? I just go into it, I look at it, and then we discuss it because I feel like a lot of you guys probably just don't want to do that. And that's what we're here for. We're going to bring you some news, bring you some topics, some things that might pique your interest and maybe get your brain working a little bit. But I, I worry that, you know, the likes of CZ, the likes of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and um, any of the big influencers, BitBoy, for instance, some of the stuff that these guys put out is it considered inside trading? You know, I'm not sure. Is it considered fair 
to the to the retail investor. Obviously, there's no fairness in business, right? At the end of the day, all of this is a business, right? FTX is a business. They're looking to acquire more assets, right? They're looking to buy cheap, right? So they're looking to possibly drive down the Hoibee's value so that they could buy it cheaper, knowing that it's probably worth more. So could be some could be something behind that. So just just something to pay attention to in the space. Um, let's see. The last article I kind of wanted to bring up to you guys is AVAX. Okay. Now, CryptoCoin AVAX drops 11% after self-described whistleblower says Avalanche weaponized litigation against rivals. AvaLab CEO rejected the accusation as conspiracy theory nonsense. This goes into what I was just saying, right? People putting out FUD to harm a business, right? Is it true? Is it not true? Do we believe the whistleblower? Maybe I'm the whistleblower. Who freaking knows? No one knows. That's the point of being a whistleblower, right? Maybe we could all come out and say something and then it gets, you know, goes viral and then things happen. The sad part about it is AVAX lost 11% because of, quote unquote, this whistleblower's statements, right? And so the AVAX coin dropped to its lowest price since July 13th on Monday after a self-described whistleblower website accused Ava Labs, the company behind the Avalanche blockchain, paid lawyers to hurt competitors and keep regulators at bay. On Friday, this past Friday, CryptoLeaks, a self-proclaimed whistleblower, published a report saying that some years ago, New York-based Ava Labs focused on developing Avalanche's ecosystem. And law firm Roche Friedman made a deal under which Friedman would collect confidential information of rival companies and trap them under class action lawsuits in return for massive amounts of AVAX tokens and Ava Labs corporate stock. Very interesting. So shady. <laughs> AVAX has dropped 22% since Friday with prices losing 11% in the past 24 hours alone, according to Coindesk data. As of this writing, AVAX was the only cryptocurrency with a market cap of at least $1 billion to report a double-digit percentage decline for the 24-hour period. Obviously, people are watching. People are on Twitter. People are watching Coindesk. And they believe everything that comes out. That's the crazy part. Us retail people, we will literally just... FOMO into anything. And look what happened to AVAX, right? Who knows if it's true? Who knows? No one knows if it's true. Only AVAX knows if it's true, right? Here, it, it, it goes deeper, okay? The report, however, has caught the eye of industry bigwigs, with some in the investor community calling the report disturbing, while others wondering whether both parties will now face legal scrutiny for perverse incentive relationship. Ari Paul tweets out, I assume this is accurate and that it's, a bad, that it's as bad as it looks. Fits with everything I've seen previously from both Sire and Roche, from a lawyer friend on Roche and a few weeks ago, dumb version of mob lawyers. Bottom of bottom of the barrel. Meanwhile, in a now-deleted tweet, Binance CEO CZ called the report wild. Quote-unquote wild. Assuming the legitimacy of the evidence, videos published by CryptoLeaks, CZ said Binance was the target, even though the centralized exchange isn't a direct competitor of Avalanche. Now, CZ deleted that tweet, right? 
But these are big names getting involved in, in, into this FUD. This is insane. Hold on, I'm still reading. Give me one second. This says, Avalanche gained prominence with other layer one blockchains last year thanks to high transaction costs uh, on Ethereum blockchain. Avalanche surged a whopping 3,300% in 2021, hitting record highs above $140. The token peaked with the broader market in November as the U.S. Federal Reserve shifted focus to inflation control and monetary tightening. Since then, the cryptocurrency market valuation has declined from $3 trillion to less than $1 trillion. So leave your comments down below. What's your thoughts on all this FUD? I mean, that's literally all I've just done besides the DXY is FUD, right? Now, is it true? Is it not true? I have no idea. That's for us to kind of figure out and decide for ourselves whether or not we believe this whistleblower stuff and whether or not, you know, people aren't trying to manipulate the market. We know people are trying to manipulate the market. Our own exchanges every day manipulate the market, right? The prices that we're buying at is because the institutions and the exchanges are manipulating the products, right? They're manipulating where these prices are. So these are things you guys got to keep in mind coming into this space as an investor, wanting to get involved. We're excited. We're excited about the times, right? We're hype about where we are. I look at it like this is the beginning of like the internet, right? This is like getting into AOL before AOL was AOL or getting into the internet before the internet was the internet, right? That's what I feel like we are at with crypto. And that's why I always call it the wild, wild west because that's literally what it feels like. There is so much market manipulation that it's kind of scary. But we don't leave the space because we're excited to be here. We just got to be careful, right? Got to do your due diligence. You got to look into things. You got to pay attention. Uh, you got to ask questions, you know? Join the Discord. There's 4,000 people in there talking, right? Everybody's kind of discussing this stuff. So wanted to bring this news to you guys. Uh, but I also wanted to leave you guys with one thing because uh, it's something that is bullish, um, which I am pretty hype about. I'm going to go to VChain. Another partnership. What do you know? VeChain is excited to announce a strategic integration partnership with TrueTrace Technologies, a Canadian SaaS platform that will soon offer VeChain toolchain to clients. Now, this is similar to the Orion deal that they just did two weeks ago that Joey and I discussed. Okay. Uh, it is an article that you guys can go read. It is way too long for me to read, but it's on Twitter. If you go to VeChain Foundation, they just posted it. Um, I will just read a little brief um, thing at the top. TrueTrace Technologies, developer of a fully integrated blockchain platform for legal cannabis, food, apparel, and pharmaceutical industries, and VeChain, the world's most widely known enterprise blockchain provider, are proud to announce the integration of their complementary technologies an initiative aimed at increasing the adoption of blockchain to ensure product provenance and authenticity. Look, if there was ever a big dog in the space of B2B and um, confirming blockchain transactions, business to business, right? Or supply chain uh, through the blockchain, VeChain is the top dog which is why we're all very bullish on VeChain because there isn't anything that can really rival VeChain currently. Chain is also integrating into NFTs, 
are also integrating into DeFi. Once VeChain gets into DeFi, it's no stopping VeChain price-wise, right? Like I'm, I'm excited for where VeChain's about to go to bottom-wise because I'm going to get as much VeChain as I can. And we say this a lot, but I would do your research and you should look into VeChain and you should see why all of us at Cheeky Crypto are extremely bullish on VeChain. They're doing the right things. They're do- I mean, look how many partnerships they've gotten in the last three months, right? UFC, Amazon Warehouse, uh, finally getting into the US market, right? By partnering with Orion. These things, are, these things are just getting bigger and bigger and we're in a bear market, right? We're in a recession, essentially. Inflation is high. Nobody wants to add anything new. VeChain is still delivering though, which means that these businesses believe in VeChain just like we do as investors. So really good article. I suggest you guys go to Twitter, go to find VeChain Foundation on Twitter. Take a look at the article, a very bullish, bullish, another partnership for VeChain. And they wouldn't put it out unless it was a big deal. So really looking forward to seeing what VeChain is going to do in the future. Super pumped for it. I do still think a dollar is on the cards for VeChain. I think that there's potential if they bring their DeFi game to life that $1.50 could possibly happen for VeChain. You know, obviously this is wishful thinking, but who knows? They don't, their, their DeFi game is like next to nothing. So the minute they get into that space, your guess is as good as mine, right? So guys, I think that's all I got for you for news today. I want to bring you something, give the boys a day off, maybe give you guys some news articles. Uh, if you're following us for, for pricing and things like that, I think we see Bitcoin uh, kind of going up to, say, 22 to 24K, uh, roughly, and then it's going to drop again. So don't get caught up in this FOMO activity. We are going to go lower. So please don't get caught out. It's just no need for it. Now, if you're trading it, have at it. Make your money. Make sure you take profits. Obviously, make sure you don't trade without a stop loss. Um, But other than that, guys, thank you so much to our viewers, right? We are just uh, so grateful for for everything you guys are doing. You guys are smashing the likes for us. You're hitting that subscribe button. You're putting us out to like-minded individuals. And we really, really, really freaking appreciate it. I'm trying to pull it up right now to see what our total is. I think we're close to like 1,300-ish. Where are we at? Wow, we're over 1,300 now. Pretty cool. Pretty dope stuff, man. We're, we're, we're so many episodes in and uh, it's, you know, how many episodes are we in? Let me go look. 81. 81 episodes in. We try to do it daily for you guys. Sometimes I know it doesn't feel like a podcast, just like today. It's kind of not, not a podcast. I'm not really talking to anybody, but you. Uh, but anyways, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure you smash that like, smash the subscribe button, and we will catch you in the next one. Take care.